Recording in progress. Um, do I sound okay? My mic was kind of far from my face. Do I sound too loud? Do I sound good? No, yeah, no you're good now. Okay. Um, me, 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 me. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I made that same bit last week. Welcome, everybody, to the TJ and N show. Uh, this is Tyler here with Nick. That's all you, it's all you got tonight. We're doing another dumpster fire. Uh, Josh has some stuff going on, so he has all of our good vibes and thoughts going his way. But uh, the show must go on, you know. We're taking a, probably taking a week off next week for Christmas, so we really want to get you guys something out this week. Uh, I'm doing pretty good, though. How you doing, Nick? Oh, we're vibing, man. We're doing good vibing. tonight. Vibing. We're a day late on recording as usual, but yeah, we're all good. Uh, Saturday is actually not that unusual. No, no, but JJ really likes to listen to the podcast on Sundays. So if I don't get it out Sunday morning before he gets to work, he's, he's a little upset with me. Yeah. yeah well, so I try to do that for him, you know. He also likes when we bring him up in the podcast. So yeah, I try well. to do that a lot. Here's your shout out, JJ. Yeah, Woo-hoo. our uh, our very first and <laughs> still number one fan. <laughs> yeah, that's um, cool. Yeah, I mean, you guys know the drill. It's a dumpster fire, so we're just going to talk about some current events and then uh, be on our way. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about is a missing bridge, right? So, like, when you think of things to steal, Nick, is a bridge what comes to mind? The first thing that came to mind is that's not something you get to say very often. No. Um, you know, there's a, uh, you know, I guess you could say there's a missing bridge if it's been like permanently removed via like construction because it was no longer safe to pass. A lot of covered bridges were like that here in Ohio, uh-huh. but you don't get to say someone stole a bridge every day. So, no, this yeah. is a, the bridge is 10 foot wide six foot tall and 58 feet long right this happened in uh akron and basically i think i want to say it happened two weeks ago so three weeks ago okay i guess i should say the bridge was removed and it was being stored at a like a city municipal park or whatever Mm. and their plan was to reinstall it somewhere else at a later date so it's just been sitting around for like i think five or six years right but a couple weeks ago the police noticed that the the treated lumber on the bridge was gone and they're like huh that's weird that wasn't like that and they come back last week and the whole fucking bridge is gone well you know the price of lumber did spike pretty good this past <laughs> year so someone probably saw that treated lumber and was like hell i could use that now i'm just i'm really curious because i feel like this happens one of two ways one you coming up you come up with a trailer maybe a flatbed truck you cut it. You cut the bridge up, and you take it away piece by piece, whatever yeah. you can haul. Right. The other thing is one of these hot shot motherfuckers with their souped yeah. out pickup truck and their forty yeah. foot trailer. Yeah. But how? But how do you get it on? How do you get? Do you bring a crane? Do you like use your wedges and your simple machines and shit to get up uh, on the trailer? You know what I mean? You just do what the ancient Egyptians did, and you hire aliens. This was probably also done at night. You know, yeah. I imagine, right? I'm just, I just want to know how. I want to know how many guys, and I want to know how they got it out, because it's a 58 fucking foot bridge. Also, where, where is it going to go? Where are you going to put it? Yeah, it seems like something that you kind of hide very easily. But I see, then again, I see like a farmer with like a four foot crick 
on his property. And he's like, I need that. And he slaps this 58-foot bridge across I'll, this four-foot creek. I want that. <laughs> I want that in my backyard across my creek. This kind of reminds me of uh, here in town, we have a Lady Lady Liberty on yeah. our court, yeah, courthouse. She's like gold. She's like the, the scales, you know, this justice lady. Yes. And uh, they took her down for cleaning. This was like oh, probably like 50, 60 years ago at this point. Yeah. Took her down to clean her and left her down all night. And someone stole her and she was missing for like two years. And then finally someone like confessed and she was like buried in someone's barn. So they got drunk and stole her and then they sobered up the next day and they were like, oh shit. Oh fuck. So they, they just buried her in their barn. They couldn't live knowing that they, <laughs> they stole the uh, lady justice. The, the guilt started to outweigh the, uh, the reward of stealing it. I just feel like even though even like a 10 foot gold statue, you could probably fit in your average full size pickup truck nowadays. You know what I mean? But this bridge is not, not a yeah. 10 foot statue. I, it's such a random and strange thing to steal like a fucking bridge. Um, I, you know, the only motive I could see maybe is, you know, just because shits and gigs like you know yeah, like haha i stole a bridge i'm gonna be exactly. known for that you know um the and then there's like i guess the practical application someone saw you know a, a lot of wood <laughs> that was pre-assembled that they could they're like huh i can haul it so they took it you know um God, crazy, I mean, though, and, and that gives and that gives me flashbacks to the lumberyard days. That, that's exactly what I was thinking. And Some fucking redneck trying to put it in you, his fucking S10. Yeah, you had you had your share of customers who would come in and were like, "I need a two by ten by twenty four foot," and they're hauling that thing out of there with a six foot pickup truck. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's just ignorant, fucking ignorant as fuck. Um, One time at Holmes, I saw some guy built. He built himself a ladder, a ladder rack out of two by fours, right? Yeah. And it wasn't built or secured properly. And he loaded that bitch up with more two by fours, probably like 150 two by four eights on top of this fucking wooden ladder rack. And as soon as he pulls out onto the road coming out, out, out of the fucking parking lot, that whole thing just tips and spills everything into the intersection. And now it's on the ground <laughs> in the highway. Sorry, buddy. You made it outside the gate. It's not our problem anymore. There were there were a couple close calls at 84 Lumber. Because, I mean, we, well, that was yeah, we, right off 23. Yeah, yeah. We were off of a, a major highway, a very busy part of that highway, because that's where you kind of if you're coming from Marion, that's where like traffic starts getting congested because you're getting closer to Delaware, obviously. And then if you're going northbound, you're trying to get away from all that and traffic usually clears up till you hit 95. So, I mean, uh, it, it's a very busy area. We got to see our fair share of car crashes too, really. We had um, a lot at homes. It was on the intersection of 203 and 739, I think. So two oh, yeah. like state interstates, a blind corner all the time. Probably like yeah. once or twice a month almost. Yeah, the, you know, the only thing I can attribute to 23, at least right there, is there's that, uh, that three-way stop, man, mm-hmm. where, where people just got all too brave all the time. And, and we're right after the light. We're like 20 feet from the light as the driveway. Were you there when the dude fucking on the crotch rocket ran into a deer? No, I wasn't. That sounds horrible. 
so it was early in the morning like really really fucking early but it was summer so you know the sun was starting to come out so you could see um this dude was riding a crotch rocket motorcycle uh, probably like a yamaha or something but anyways this deer is over at the trailer park you know how that trailer park was across the street um down the hills there a little bit and uh you could see the deer and like it stopped in the middle of south southbound um traffic and uh this motorcycle was the only only dude on the road coming down and he like decided to downshift and he's like i'm gonna beat this deer crossing the road and uh the deer started running as and like it was just perfect timing i mean as the deer started running he was downshifting trying to beat the deer and he just literally smacks it right in the fucking ribs and ejects him from that fucking motorcycle i'm like that was so fucking unnecessary because now you're injured you're laying in the middle of the fucking road like a piece of fucking roadkill because you just hit a deer and now he's totaled and now you have a deer just laying in the middle of the road screaming in agony because you literally just shot it with your fucking motorcycle (laughs) at 78 miles per hour you fucking douchebag oh man the next thing you know the ambulance is there playing cleanup they're dragging this deer off into the ditch they could shoot it in the head i was kind of hoping someone was gonna shoot it in the head because i was tired of hearing it scream and then you know this dude's like getting peeled up off the pavement like a fucking pancake <laughs> you know it's just like it was one of the most wild things i ever saw working there no the only one i saw was that van that went off the road and sideswiped the guardrail and the telephone poles that was a that was an ugly one yeah it was because he rear-ended somebody too i think yeah, yeah there was a lot of twisted metal accidents up there but i mean it's a highway what do you expect people are going fast well, I was really hoping and praying someone would rear in me as I was turning in there almost every day. So um, yeah, we had delivery drivers who were just complete and total fucking idiots about turning in there. Um, if you had guys going southbound, obviously they had a pretty sharp turn. Uh-huh. Um, so one day there was a semi. He was um, he was in the left hand lane obviously you need to be in the right hand lane to turn right into our you know driveway and uh <laughs> this motherfucker is in the left hand lane and like just flips his blinker on and like cuts off the right hand lane traffic almost causes like a six car pile up <laughs> in the, in the right hand lane these people were so pissed off and then when he got into the yard um he didn't check in. He just parked out in the middle of uh, the yard in between the two sheds. And he literally had one LVL to deliver. And instead of waiting on a forklift to come and unload him, he literally loosened his straps enough so that he could kick it off the back of the fucking trailer. And just slid it right off the back and, and dropped it. Yep. And I, I, I have a lot of tolerance. I was, you know, obviously the warehouse supervisor and i took care of a lot of the incoming shipments i have a lot of tolerance for a lot of ignorant fucking truck drivers but this dude after seeing what he did pulling in and then how he decided to unload his truck i was like no dude uh you're the one i'm calling 
So yeah, I, I called I'm calling his your di- fucking dispatcher. <laughs> I called his dispatcher and I was like, if you ever send this fucking boot licking dirt kitchen piece of shit <laughs> into my fucking yard again, I'm refusing your fucking orders. They were like, We understand, yeah. He's not a normal driver, he's a contract driver. I was like, I don't know what your excuse uh, is. I don't I don't give I a don't, shit. I don't care. <laughs> if he ever comes back, I'm refusing it. <laughs> They're like, we understand, sir. We're so sorry. Thank you for all the business. It was Boise. If you know how much uh-huh. business we did with Boise, because they were yeah. right there in Marion. And they sold everything. Everything we didn't sell, they sold. And obviously we ordered a lot from them. So basically, if you told Boise to, you know, jump, they would always say, How high, master? How many times? How many? They came to Holmes like three times a week there. Oh yeah, so close. I mean, yeah. there was a point in time where we had Boise trucks almost every day. Mm-hmm. It was insane. Day. See, but some of the truck drivers are great. There was this one guy named Greg. I cannot remember who he drove for. It was a spe- it was a plywood place. They did like the special plywood, and he would always bring us jerky at homes. And I would sit out in the yard and talk with this dude for like four to five minutes to an hour every time he came in. Because he did like uh Is that the FP supply driver? I think so. The one the older and, the older man there and talked dro- to yeah. drove a box truck. Yeah. Yeah. Because he does fucking uh like astronomy photography. Yeah, he does so a lot of crazy he, shit. He does all kinds of cool shit. So he does model cars that. too. He always bring me jerky. And I was so fucking excited when I saw him work and I worked at eighty four and I saw him come in for the first time. I was like, I yeah. fucking know you. Yeah. We're friends. He he remembered you, uh-huh. and uh, he was like, "Oh, next time I'm here, let him know I'm coming, so I can talk to that young man again." I'm like, "Okay." He was a cool dude. Yeah, yeah. You know, he used to. He was. He could be very long winded. Oh yeah, I don't and mind that, them. And there were days. I'm getting paid to talk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there were days where I'm just like, no. I, yeah, I got stuff to do. You got to go. I'm sorry. That's why he brings the jerky. So you'll listen to him talk. Yeah. And he's like, here, chew on this while I talk to you. <laughs> and it's like, all right. I guess if you're feeding me, I'll, I'll listen. Yeah. He was a cool guy, though. I did enjoy yeah. his, his visits into the yard. But uh, so, yeah, stolen bridges. Bonkers. What a, what a world we live in. I wonder if he ever delivered candles. Uh, probably not, but you know what could steal a bridge pretty easily? A tornado. A tornado. <laughs> and uh, you can say the tornadoes that uh, we have been experiencing here lately. Stole. In, in December? Tornadoes yeah. in December. Yes. Granted, it wasn't the tornado belt, but it's still fucking December. Yes. We're talking about tornadoes that started like out in our Arkansas or Arkansas to the uh, literate um, and like touchdown in Arkansas and literally didn't leave the ground until they cut through fucking Kentucky. That's fucking wild. I Just mean, so much destruction. And last I saw the dead, the death toll was up to like 50, I think. I want to say it hit 70 in Kentucky. I could believe that. But um, obviously the uh, real headliner was the Candle Factory, right? Yeah. And uh, some of the news that was coming out, like just the day 
you know, the days following that, not preceding, but but following, uh, was a little disturbing um, from you know the uh, the workers there. Oh uh, fuck yeah! With the uh, you know, with them going to supervisors and trying to you know express concern and you know um, asking if they could leave, being told that their job would be in jeopardy if they did so. Then you know the entire place getting leveled. Uh, so a couple things I heard. One, they were taking attendance throughout the night to see who left, so they yeah. could be fired. Yeah. And what really got me is like I listened to a lot of like the the survivor accounts. These people are fucking twenty one, twenty three, twenty five, twenty seven. They're young fucking people out here, literally just trying to make a living. You know what I mean? And I've seen a lot of stuff online where people are like, I would just go home. I would just leave. Fuck that job. I'm of the same mindset, but you have to acknowledge that some people don't have that, like, luxury. Like, some people, like... Yeah, so you have to understand that that part of Kentucky, um, their entire workforce, their the backbone to that community was that candle Mm -hmm. uh, warehouse or manufacturer. That was, like their coal mine that was how people made a living that's how people bought groceries that's how people put you know food on the table there Uh it wasn't like they had a whole lot of options it was either work in the candle factory or drive an hour away to work somewhere go somewhere else yeah to make a livable wage at least so it is just it's horrible it's disgusting which is an oxymoron because there's no such thing as a livable wage unless you're a ceo so Mm -hmm. Um, and it's also it's like it kind of is more like it's a luxury item factory. It's fucking candles. Like I get it's the holiday season, but like you're not packaging medical supplies or food or bottled water or anything like that. It's fucking candles. Yeah. Is that well, more important than anybody's life? You know if you've I mean? ever been shopping with my wife, um, <laughs> there's a reason candles sell. It's because of women like my wife. Um no, when this story came out, I made sure everyone at work knows if I'm dying, drag me out in the fucking street. I do not want to die in that place. Yeah. I refuse to die in that place. Honestly, if you were faced with the same situation and you felt like you were in harm's way at work uh, at a soybean uh, plant, I would imagine you would have very little um, trouble saying, fuck this, I'm going home. Uh-huh. Exactly. Um, and, you know, they'd probably say, please come back instead of being like, oh, you're getting fired because, you know, they can't afford to lose people right now, just like anyone else can. So mm-hmm. I'm really surprised that, you know, a, a community, um, you know, job supplier was uh, treating its employees in such a manner because, I mean, in a small town like that, it's not like you can just hope someone else replaces them i'm granted Mm -hmm. most positions in a factory are replaceable but in like a small town like that you would think they'd be a little more close-knit they would kind of you know dial back the corporate bullshit and try and be a little more like i guess hometowny about yeah right with um a little more understanding you know with Um, the whole town working there basically yeah so i guess from what i read uh over this past week there was a 
um, there was an initial panic of like the like uh, there was a gathering of the employees and the you know certain part of the building where they needed to muster for a uh, tornado drill and um, after some time they believed that the worst of it had uh, already been through their area uh, it wasn't until after that gathering that people started expressing more concern saying, Hey, I think we should go home. Like, you know, this, this could get serious. Uh, and then the tornado actually ended up coming through and just tearing slapping. the roof down, level yeah. the whole place. Yeah. I think this has to be a catalyst for change for like workers' rights in this country. And I have this talk with my boss a lot. We, you know, talk politics because I'm the only one that'll talk it with him. Uh, we're very different but like you see this a lot where like it's not the same as what it was the last time we had some kind of workers revolution like we don't have company towns and basically indentured servitude but it's worse in different ways like things are bad right now for the average worker and people who don't work a minimum wage or entry-level job don't don't get it you have these people who are like well when i started i made five dollars an hour so i think you starting at 19 is ridiculous that was fucking 30 years ago dude like yeah money changes things change and it's just like well 20 20 now is pretty much like the five dollars exactly exactly and it's just like it's fucking expensive to live in right now, especially with what we're going through the pandemic and inflation and everything. Yeah, and I that, think that definitely doesn't help. Between like the great, the mass exodus or whatever it's called, everyone quitting, and uh, the low rate wages and everything, I think we're on par for some kind of workers' revolution coming soon. Where, well, I mean, you see all these. We we're talking about their strikes everywhere too last year. I just see like more of that coming and all this fun stuff. Interestingly enough, I mean, um, at least in our area, um, a lot of what you might consider entry-level jobs or undesirable jobs or career paths um, are starting to wake up, if you want to call it that. I mean, White Castle's hiring in at 21 an hour right now, which is more than I make by a dollar. I mean, we've we've seen all kinds of studies that show people have more time off and are paid well and they feel like they're supported and valued at their job. They work better. They work harder. They're more productive. We're actually one of the, I think we're one of the most overworked um, countries in the world. And people say, what, you want to be like Europe? Fuck yeah, I want to be like Europe. You're telling me I can start a job in day one, have six weeks paid vacation, have three months parental leave as a father? Yes. Fuck yes, I want that shit. I deserve that shit. Yeah. It is, uh, you know, I, I obviously, I've never been to Europe and I've never lived in Europe, so I don't know what life, like daily life is exactly. like for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I I I would like to think, and based off just a, a little bit that I do know, um, what they make up and uh, you know, workforce happiness, they kind of get 
the can kicked down the road for just other daily life. Yeah. So, (laughs) you know, nothing's perfect anywhere. Um, If someone has a better, you know, like workforce situation where you're, you know, you can take four months off a year and still get paid for it. You know, people are going to look at that and call that socialism. Um, But (laughs) those countries also aren't producing as much. And their population is a very small fraction compared to what ours is. Well, that's I was actually talking about, too, because like the Nordic countries are like the happiest places to live, but they're also the smallest. You can do so much more with your social programs and stuff when you have a smaller population. Yeah, it doesn't cost as much to operate there. And and that's just mainly due to the fact that they don't have nearly 400 million people (laughs) <laughs> crammed into one sardine can uh and you know they probably don't have a uh immigration crisis um they probably don't have to you know jump through the the game of shoots and ladders that is our literal federal government trying to figure out you know i mean we do so much just what really frustrates me is we do so much waiting around on uh, Congress and Senate to play their little game of tennis um, on any given, you know, legislation. And then they'll just like take a recess for like a month and they're like, okay, well, we've spent a week yelling at each other about doing this. We didn't agree on anything. So we're going to go ahead and go on our, our uh, <laughs> take some one, time off. We're going to go ahead and take our one month break and we'll, we'll figure out that debt ceiling crisis when we come back. Stay tuned. Um, so, you know, shit like that doesn't help, but um, so, yeah, I think, I think perspective is definitely necessary. I don't, I think if America had the same, um, you know, I think if every American job, uh, entry level or, you know, higher up, um, you know, skill, you know, skill, skill based careers, um, had, uh, even a fraction of the benefits that workers get in Europe, you, you would see, uh, probably a pretty big impact on the economical status just because we're not producing as much and uh making as much as a country um that's one of the reasons we we do thrive in a i suppose a overall economic stance is because we are overworked that's the Mm -hmm. point is you know go go earn that paycheck and live the american dream but the american dream died you know well before uh the year 2000 so and then, you know, the housing market crash of 08, the recession uh, didn't help. And then, you know, as we we're coming out of that, uh, like it or like him or love him, Trump did foster exactly what he promised, which was going to be the most successful, um, you know, economic recovery in American history. He did that. Whether, whether people like it or not. I don't personally care for the man myself, but he, he did what he set out to do. Um, you know, uh, buyer um, confidence was high when he was in office. People weren't afraid to spend money because the stock market was on the up and up. You know, he had record-breaking, you know, 
stock market prices and you know those types of things though don't last forever and quite honestly the, the at the at the speed that he got to it you know some shady shit went down mm-hmm. and uh you know they say rome wasn't built in a day but it fell overnight and that was uh that was essentially the previous administration so crazy yeah I just, just want to point out how the Dems have the House, the Senate, and the presidency, but the Republicans are the one introducing like the legal cannabis bill. Yeah, that, well, they're funny? just yeah, well, they're just doing it because they see dollar bills, playing and, games, and yeah. you know the the Democrats, um, a lot of moderates won't vote for it actually. Uh, old school Democrats, they, they don't give a shit about it. You're you're talking about this is a very progressive thing, mm-hmm. and um, the only reason grumpy old conservatives are willing to even break on it now is because uh, they've they've seen all the money they're missing out on. So I mean, it, it's you... it's a proven concept. I mean, the, more than half the country has legalized it in one form or another, whether it be medical or recreational or both. Mm-hmm. So. Did you see a little tidbit? Did you see where the queen of insider trading, Nancy Pelosi, got asked if Congress members shouldn't be allowed to trade while in office? And she immediately like, no, no, we should be allowed to. She's like, that's what she said. When you have a free and open market, anyone can buy. No, that would yeah. definitely that would definitely help, that's I think. A, that's a lot. Because they get in there and they do that. That's how they get rich and that's why they don't want to leave. Yeah, well, you know, it's not like they're starving anyways. I mean, those jobs, I mean, the job that they're doing does not pay badly. I mean No, you shouldn't get rich as a fucking politician though. It's about oh, civil service. Yeah, she don't give a fuck. <laughs> as long as she's well, the one that's got money in her pocket, she's willing to steal it from whoever the fuck she wants to crazy and that's why elon musk has told them all to eat a big fat dick he's not afraid to come out and say no you're wrong 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 uh, out of out of all the ceos and corporate assholes i'm actually okay with him being a rich fucking scumbag because i at least know he has asperger's and he's willing to tell <laughs> me that and he's just He's just a likable guy. I don't know what it is. When he talks, he's I'm... both super cool, rich guy and cringy old old guy at the same time. Yeah. He's Have like, you seen any of like, his tweets? He's like old, he's like old fat Tony Stark. Uh-huh. Any of his recent tweets? No, I just saw a compilation of like someone said that 420 and 69 aren't funny anymore. And it was just a bunch of like his tweets, like him saying, like, if this gets 69 retweets, I'll sell. 420 doge or i'll buy 420,000 doge or some stupid shit like that and it's just like that's cringy it's funny it's fucking cringy <laughs> yeah yeah it's a little nsfw but he's also the guy who you know he showed up on joe rogan's podcast as you know the tesla that's- ceo and was just like burning one down with the guy and they were like, that was such terrible PR. Why did you do that? Your that was his stock, big break. He's like, your stock just your stock just dropped. You know what? It don't matter that that stock dropped because he made over a hundred billion dollars. He increased his net worth by like 128 billion dollars in the last year. 
Listen, there's no such thing as bad publicity. No, no. And all going on Joe Rogan did and smoking a joint on there did for him was get people talking about him. That's where he started his like his internet fame. Because right after that, he came out with the flamethrower and the Cybertruck. And... Yeah. He's a genius, man. Like He is. He's a scumbag, but he's a genius. Excuse me. That's more than you can say about Jeff Bezos. He's just evil. He is. There's this to circle back. Some Amazon people died too. They died in like I think it was a delivery center. I feel bad not knowing the details, but I do know where they died. Did not have a tornado shelter, and I, I don't <clears throat> I was know in how a, that's legal. I was in a completely different state. Yes, but I was over in Illinois. Um, but yes, that's. There's just something that doesn't sit right with me about seeing Jeff Bezos in space and then seeing his employees die because they don't have a tornado shelter. Yeah, well, you know, because of them, he was able to go to space. and Mm -hmm. He made made sure to thank them publicly for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And And his customers. He's like, I just want to take a moment and thank all of the hard, compassionate employees down there on the ground at Amazon. And all my customers who are willing to, you know, spend money on my website. I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for sending me to space. Do you think they sent two guys in suits to the widow's house with like an Amazon box with the guy's delivery vest in it or something? Oh, it's so fucking funny. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Speaking of old, dirty, rich men, minus the rich... Urban Meyer got fired. Urban Meyer did get fired. And honestly, I don't know what, what I honestly don't know what took so long. Okay. I thought he would do better. I thought he was a pretty good coach. I thought he could come yeah. in and do I, good. I was excited for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Granted, they like kind of suck. Yeah, but. they did, but I was excited for them like back in like January. But, when I found out that Urban was going to take over coaching there. So and, was it all social stuff that canned him? Like the, the bad publicity and fighting with the players and coaches? Well, Is here's, that... one, here's one thing that you cannot always be in, and that is headlines. Um, and the very young, um, very, uh, you know, talented college quarterback, Trevor Lawrence himself said that about his head coach. Uh, after he was fired is you cannot always be making headlines for the wrong reasons is essentially what he's saying. And uh, it's like weekend and week out. There's just some new bullshit coming out about urban Meyer. It started out in the preseason. Um, there was some drama there. And then there was some more drama with him coming out and making some public statement. Like he posted like this picture on Twitter of like uh hang in there we're gonna get better um and then they just got worse uh and then he was in ohio uh two months ago was that at a hooters or was that no. somewhere else no that was at his own uh chop house actually urban <laughs> Meyer's chop house he has urban meyer's pint house which is like a brewery and then mm-hmm. you have Urban Meyer's Chop House, which is you know essentially a steakhouse. Um, so he he was already in town. He was down in Cincinnati playing the Bengals, and uh, they lost that game. 
of course. Um, he took a uh, rain check on going back to Jacksonville with his team, which is um, unheard of in the industry. Uh, anyone worth their salt that's in the game, uh, win or lose, you go back with your team. Like you're the guy in charge of these men who are on your football team. And even though they are grown ass men, you're still the coach. You are their coach and you traveled there as a team. You travel back as a team. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you think that would have been perceived differently if they won? Maybe slightly. um, I mean, just that part of the interaction where he didn't go back with them. Yeah. So I think, I think it would have been a softer, like less um, of a talking point because it, yeah. it, it looks it looks worse to leave. Yeah, you, you should yeah. lose as a team. Yeah, yeah. Granted, I you know I can understand the logistics of you're already in Ohio, right? You've, you've got friends and family here. You're obviously you know famous for what you did at Ohio State. You're well liked. People here aren't yelling at you in the streets and throwing apples at your head. Um, you know, you own two restaurants, a bar and restaurant in downtown Columbus. You brought a national championship here six years ago. You have your name stamped on the wall of fame here. I get it. Um, I think if it would have been a win, I think it would have been a little bit, uh, it would have been a softer blow, but I think mm-hmm. he still would have caught some flack for it. Uh, Cause you just have people who are in that mindset that, are going to say he should have been with his team 100% of the time. Uh, regardless, the shenanigans that he got himself into that night at his own fucking restaurant uh, were pretty comical. And, uh, you know, there was enough video evidence to back it all up. Uh, there's even a video of him kind of doing the Donald Trump thing where he tries to kind of, what, what do they call that again? Grab her by the what? By the pussy, Mr. Uh, yeah yeah so um and then you know the the day the days um following all of that nonsense uh he was obviously just completely crucified and set on fire in the media um the girl that was uh <laughs> grinding on him has not <laughs> has not had a moment's rest since then <laughs> I mean, everybody She's just trying to get her rocks off like everybody else. Everybody man. knows her fucking name. I don't know if she lost her job or not. I don't think she deserves to lose her job. She was just grinding some, you know, famous coach dude's dick in the middle of a restaurant. <laughs> it's not like she fucked the dude, as far as we know. Um, We're not here to sh- slut shame. She's she's fine. No, she, she's just trying she to get was, that bag. She, get that dick yeah she was just there man like and i know we've talked about urban meyer and past shows actually but the news here is that he got fired right so the most recent allegation coming out against him that just threw more fucking firewood on the now copious bonfire that was his you know very short career with them was a uh, the kicker for the team came out and said back in August that Urban had uh, physically kicked him while he was stretching, like Urban just kicked him. Mm-hmm. And and no one knows what, you know, the context of that is. 
but that was basically the last straw for their owner. And he came out the very next day and said, Hey, I just got done. Oh, excuse me. Firing Urban Meyer. So, you know, we told him two months ago that he, uh, he needed to earn back our trust and our respect. And we just haven't seen that happen yet. So bye. And, uh, yeah, Sucks he, to suck. he, he, uh, um, left the facility after Wednesday's practice and never came back. Uh, no one heard from him. Uh, a lot of the staff didn't even know that he was fired until the official announcement was made, That's uh, awesome. which left all of them kind of with their dick in their hand with preparations. Um, so they, they just went almost a whole fucking day without knowing. And, uh, he, he hasn't made any public statements since then, I do believe, but his daughter actually came out in a nice little Twitter flurry with, uh, coming to her father's, uh, defense, so to say, pulling the whole, you may hate my dad based on the, uh, projections that you get from the media, but you don't know him like I do. And my dad (laughs) is one of the best and brightest and most wonderful human beings in the world. And I just really wish everyone knew the side of him that I do. And I was just kind of like, bro, no one gives a fuck what you think about your I just daddy. want to point out the daughter of the Iceman, a mob hitman with 27 confirmed kills. Some could call him a serial killer. She said the same thing about him. He had one kid that he didn't abuse, and she was like, he's nice, my dad. He never did anything bad to me, so I still love him. Like, yeah okay it doesn't really matter yeah, what you but, think like, <laughs> i mean yeah it's like you're you're gonna be fucking biased whether you you want to or not that's your dad exactly now obviously um and and there were moments throughout the season where i think urban meyer got some coverage over some dumb shit too like <laughs> this is like so uh, one media group had very limited access to his home one day and they took a picture of his coffee table and his coffee table has just <laughs> got fucking like edge to edge picture frames on it right like the whole thing's just filled with random fucking pictures of like family <laughs> friends just the whole coffee table's just littered with these picture frames and it's like and they were like critiquing that really hard and they were like kind of like shaming it I guess as like they're like, what kind of psycho bullshit is this? You know, what what are all these photographs on this fucking <laughs> table? Like, why are they here? What is he doing? Why do they decorate like this? Like these people are nuts. I don't think people should be judged based on how they decorate their home, because that's like their home. Exactly. That's, that's where they come and to get away from the media and the world and the outside perception. Like, I don't feel like that that level of, like, critique is necessary. There was already so much more fucking substance to grab onto that didn't even need to involve how his home's decorated. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we can focus on him getting, you know, his Jimmy fucking rocks with his pants <laughs> on. and uh, In him, public. In public at his own restaurant, which, you know, so, I mean... 
What, I can't grind on some ass in my own restaurant? Sorry, I thought this was America. Yeah, like, and admittedly, he probably had that mindset of, like, I fucking own this place, uh, so, you know, I'm allowed to let this happen. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I am the law here, so, you know, public grinding is highly recommended and accepted here. Um, You know what? All right. I was excited for him when he came in, <laughs> and I'm honestly happy to see him gone because he's just tarnishing his out, reputation, outside, man. Outside of him just being a shitty person on and off the field, he just didn't do anything good for that team. No. Um, you know, they have a number one picked quarterback out of Clemson with, you know, girly man Trevor Lawrence. And um, it must suck being the number one QB man coming out of college. Well, yeah, you know, you're going you, somewhere. You know shitty. You, yeah, you know you're always going to the fucking dumpster fire. <laughs> Just like this show. If this show was a football team, we would draft the best quarterback every year. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, but at, at any rate, uh, one thing that I want to touch base on since we're talking sports already, is uh, I believe Mr. Jake Paul and uh, Tyron Woodley are either fighting right now or maybe it's over, but I'm about to check. It started at 9 o'clock. I didn't even know that fight was today. I saw an interview where he said he already has memory loss and he slurs his words because of boxing. Who? And it's like Jake? Jake Paul. It's like you've been in four matches, dude, and you've he's before. Barely... Let's say matches, like you know what I mean. Yeah, like, he's uh he's barely been hit, so start doing it for as long as guys like Tyson, and then you can start bitching about your words getting slurred and having memory loss. I love Mike Tyson, man. He's my favorite character in The Hangover. Oh, he's not a character. He's just Mike Tyson. <laughs> he plays himself. So let's see here. Started is Tyrone out... Woodley like a athlete? He's not a boxer, is he? He's like an NBA player. Or uh, he he was actually UFC champion. Uh, he was a former UFC champion. Um, and this is their second outing against each other, uh, rematch, so to say. So. Jake was supposed to fight um, Tyson Fury's um, half-brother, Tommy Fury. And uh, Tommy had to bow out due to a uh, some, I guess, lung uh, infection. And then he had some broken ribs from his training, which I don't know how if you've ever followed this at all. Um, but Tommy's training um, regiment... Uh, included them taking like big medicine balls like you know the weighted balls that you know they use in like physical therapy and shit and literally throwing them at his chest and bouncing them off of him to simulate someone like fucking hitting him really hard and you know the torso uh-huh. section i'm guessing that training regiment throwing you know those collapse one of his lungs you know, it just blew up one of his fucking ribs and then the the whole lung thing is like some sort of bacterial infection that he's been dealing with for a while now. But Crazy. Paul, Paul has basically come out and said that he uh, 
he thinks that Tommy just wanted an excuse to get out of fighting him because he knew he was going to get his shit rocked by uh, Logan. And he's like, I'm, I'm never giving him the chance to fight me again after pulling out of a deal this big. And then last minute, they got Tyron to agree to a uh, second match. Now, what's funny about that is that there was a bet on the last fight. If Jake Paul won, the deal was is that Tyron Woodley had to get a tattoo somewhere on his body, nowhere specified, that says, I love Jake Paul. Uh, by split decision, Jake Paul won the fight against Tyron Woodley. And Tyron Woodley really wanted this second fight. And uh, he stalled for a while, uh, but eventually did get the tattoo like a month or two later. And um, fucking, uh, or maybe not a month or two, but several weeks later. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he was like, all right, where's my, where's my rematch? Uh, and then, you know, Jake Paul had already had this Tommy Fury fucking fight booked and was like, no, I'm not giving him the, the chance to, to a rematch anymore. <laughs> it's, he, he took... He took too long to get the tattoo. Mind you, the dude has this tattoo. He actually got it on his middle finger. That way, he, you know, he puts up his middle finger and it has the I love you, Jake Paul, written on the inside. <laughs> so it's kind of like a, a fuck you, I guess. But the dude had gotten, you know, he held up his end of the bargain. He got the tattoo, but then Jake Paul was going to not allow him to have a rematch with him. And just by happenstance, because Tommy Fury bowed out of the fight, Tyron Woodley was granted the chance to, to fight Paul again. And I believe that is exactly what they're doing tonight. So, and I do not, I do not see any results yet. I don't know how to read like, I don't know how to read boxing information because I just don't follow it that closely. So, but yeah, that's happening tonight. The, you know, the Logan Paul and the Jake Paul, like boxing phenomenon thing is kind of interesting to me just because of where they came from. One being a social media influencer and the only one only being known because they were on the Disney channel at one point. They started out on Vine, which is really crazy to me that they're here now. Yeah. They could even go from Vine to Disney and then they go from Vine to Disney to pro their boxing you know what i mean well not just that but vine to disney to youtube to boxing like that's the official pathway million dollar boxing matches yeah we should try that yeah yeah let's go fake box each other in front of a bunch of people and yeah we can we, we can like do all the fake shit talking and really hype it up and promote ourselves and then we'll just keep doing rematches yeah, it's a good idea. We can take turns winning. Yeah. So they're gonna be like, listen, you guys are a couple of nobodies. Why the fuck do we care to watch you? Sadly, that's the case. But um anyways, we don't gotta wear bras, you can watch our titties flop around. That's a I am like just under I'm almost an A cup people. Mm-hmm. All right, so get excited. Yeah. All right. Now <clears throat> I believe on this uh, special episode of the TJNM podcast, you have a Am I the Asshole for us. I have a single one. I was actually a little worried. I went to go refine it, and it was deleted. 
but thankfully an auto moderator reposted the post in the comments for me to read to you guys. So this Such one's called, like. am I the asshole for making everyone uncomfortable, right? So I'm a 20 male who's single, a single dude living with my parents still. I have a job and everything. I plan to move out soon. My brother, 25 male, has obviously already moved out, has his own place, and he has had several girlfriends for the past six years since he moved on. Plenty of times I thought if he found, I thought he found the one, but he didn't. But recently I found out he's really in love with this new girlfriend. That's, I want to say it's Hannah. It's H-A-N-A. It's Japanese. I don't know if that's how it's pronounced, but I'm going to say Hannah. Hala. Hannah. As you could already tell from her name, Hannah is of Japanese descent. I was really curious to see what she looked like as I have a personal preference for Asian women. It's nothing creepy. I just like how they look. My brother said to just meet her in person and that I'd really like her. My brother came over to introduce Hannah to me and my parents. And man, Hannah was absolutely beautiful. Long hair, nice skin. My brother absolutely scored. I was friendly to her right away. My dad cooked us a feast as a way to get together and to know Hannah better. Hannah shared a lot about herself. She shared about her childhood and how she was bullied for being Asian. And as a result, she felt insecure about her looks. My mother talked to her about how Hannah was a beautiful, kind young woman, and they're glad that we met her. I immediately agreed and went on a bit of a tangent. I talked about how it's ridiculous anyone could bully you because you're so beautiful. Asian girls are the one of the most beautiful women in the world with their hair, skin, eyes, and how they're definitely the cutest type of woman out there. I pointed out I liked how short they were and how I love how most of them never have to worry about weight or to maintain their appearances. My brother kind of gave me a clare, and Hannah got up to excuse herself and said she needed to go to the bathroom. My brother went after her. My mom and dad said I, was comple- I went completely overboard and most likely made her uncomfortable. My brother came back saying that they were leaving and they headed off. The next day, I got a text from him about how uncomfortable I made Hannah and how it seemed I was fetishizing her. I found this ridiculous because I was just praising her and finding her beautiful. He proceeded to call me a creep and said I was objectifying her and I owed her an apology. But I've literally been nothing but nice. I told my friends and they agreed with me that Hannah reacted too sensitively. But my parents agree with my brother that I should apologize. Am I the asshole? No. You don't think so? He's not the asshole. I think he is because he, I... No, let me finish my statement. Okay, okay, okay. He, okay. He, this, this, hey, this did not belong on a am I the asshole <laughs> This belonged on... Am I the creep board? <laughs> and in this case, yes, he is most, in fact, a fucking creep. Um, that's just like so many levels of cringe and un- just, unnecessary, just nasty. And you got to think this is the toned down version. This is yeah. the version that he made up this, yeah, to make himself is, look this good. This is his side of the story. Yeah. Yeah. He probably was like, I watch this hentai porn and you look like this one anime chick that I've whacked off to like 17 times. He's like, just picture whatever comes to mind when you think of a neck beard with the fedora and he like opens the door in a suit and greets her in Japanese. You know, it's like one of the. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, yes. In the context of am I the asshole? Yeah. Yeah, dude. But more, way more creepy. It's just so uncomfortable. Yeah. Because you. He admits it was a tangent, so it's got to be at least 10, 15 minutes of him talking about how sexy Asian women are. Yeah. So, I mean, first of all, if you have a, um, you know, I guess uh, a fetish for that, then, you know, you should probably, I can't even call it a fetish. I guess if you just have, (laughs) if you have a natural attraction to, 
a certain race. Uh, that's okay. That's, that's okay to have a that's, preference. That, that's fine. But you People don't. People are you, not sex objects. You, you do not need <laughs> to display the full extent of your appreciation of that. Simply don't. To your brother's girlfriend. <laughs> don't bring it up. If you like Asian women, pursue Asian women. Don't even bring it up to them. Just, just, just be a good partner and go, pursue Asian women and you'll be fine. Go download Asian Mingle and find yourself <laughs> a nice Asian girl for yourself. Don't be fucking going cringe creep mode on your brother's girlfriend. I know you're dating Ew. my brother, but you can call me senpai. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> is there any chance that when you guys go home tonight that uh, you'd want to third wheel it with me? <laughs> no, just... I brought you a cultural offering. It is a suction cup tentacle for your enjoyment. You're right. <laughs> I, yeah. It's I, horrible. It's so uncomfortable. I yeah. love it. I love the cringe. It's um, it's the some, secondhand embarrassment. It, it honestly <laughs> sounds like something that could be like a TikTok video, like <laughs> like like a staged one. But, yeah, but right? it could like but it, like it sounds staged, but unfortunately this most likely since it's on Reddit and it's uh, am I the asshole and it's it's real. Um I would be interested to know the brother and or the parent side of the story just uh-huh. because I uh you know I think there's probably more there than what he's telling us. Oh, for sure. For sure. I I love that he's like, how could you be bullied? You couldn't be bullied. And she's like, bitch, I lived it. What do you mean? <laughs> how can you say that about yourself? Who clearly, would bully an Asian? Clearly, woman? Asian hate does not exist. And the hashtag ended, stop Asian and, and it ended, obviously, this past summer. So I don't know how you were bullied in your childhood. He ended Asian hate i think i think it was his actions that yeah we should send him to china he can really do some relations improvements yeah we need some ambassadorship over there for sure oh you know speaking of which that fucking video you sent me dude i just there's some nights i can't get it out of my head just because of how fucking stupid it was what 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 one the one the the QA on conspiracy video. Oh my fuck! We should do an episode about what, what the about those. The dude who was like, "I have access to privileged information from the CIA and the Russian and secret police and the top Russian and American and, intelligence and, agencies." And even though this is privileged information that's been passed down to me, I think it's more important for me to share it with you. And it's like. You guys can't see my face right now, but I'm like squinting and I'm like making a weird smile look. Um, yeah. So two uh, things about that. One, yeah. I just want to say he says that beginning of the year, we're going to have a blackout in January. Yeah. Right after the blackout, we're going to go right into World War III. Yeah. World War Three is only going to last three weeks because gonna, then the media is going to hit the world after we nuke each other. Yes. Yeah. Man uh, will become rarer he, than gold. He, he had some... Uh, he actually had some overlapping contradictions in that video too. Yes. Um, he was like referencing the meteor like during the blackout period, but then uh-huh. world war three was happening after the was happening after the blackout. So, so somehow 
in his timeline he he just he 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 obviously missed it in editing uh where you know the blackout and the meteor intersect but then uh world war three (laughs) comes after the blackout but doesn't mention the meteor until after world war three exactly and it's just it it's all over the place it's fucking stupid so honestly you see and trash it's honestly trash i've been having (laughs) some mild like paranoia about the geopolitics the end of the world world war all that just real mild nothing like anything but yeah. you would you would think watching that would make it worse. No, it made it so much better. It completely cured any paranoia I had. When you put it like this, and it, it looks like a conspiracy video, I'm like, oh shit, yeah, I'm good. That's fake. Yeah. That's a, that's so funny, yeah. man. It's so- An- Ancient Aliens on History Channel was more convincing, my man. <laughs> um, aliens, aliens. Um. So, yeah, you know that. That's a thing that we can talk about some other <laughs> we time. Should, we definitely we should. Could, we could definitely make an episode. He has like 10 hour long videos. Oh, of... so he just likes hearing himself talk. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He should have a podcast, really. Yeah, should. We just... should, we, honestly, we should have him on the podcast. I'd He's just really, talking. We should. I would love to actually ask him a few questions um, and pick his uh, privileged mind since he has so many friends in high places. Isn't it awesome? I wish I had friends in the FSB. He he's going to be the only one to survive because he knows what's all coming. Yeah, where well, to go. you know, all the rich people are gonna, you know, stay in like these underground bunkers, but the bunkers are going to collapse because the meteor is going to hit the. That is so earth, funny too, and it's going to cause tectonic plates to liquefy and shift to a degree in which uh, the likes of which we've never seen. And the world's gonna go dark, and yeah, it's just a bunch of fucking like Isn't made it awesome? up. It's just a bunch of made up like Tom Clancy book bullshit. Um, it's just yeah, it's like the a cod campaign. That's what it sounds yeah. like. And then you know the whole <laughs> if you got vaccinated, you're dying in two years. Just so you know, you a painful know. death. How painful do you, death. how how exactly how do you know this? And if you got vaccinated while pregnant, your child's no longer human. They're hominoid. I actually have a hominoid child upstairs sleeping peacefully right now. His eyes are blue, though. They're not black like the pictures that he was showing in his video. He was showing uh, pictures of babies who were prematurely born. I didn't know if, you know, how many of you know this, uh, any of you who don't have children. But um, just so you know, don't be afraid. Every baby, no matter if they're full term or slightly premature, they are born with black eyes. <laughs> you were born with black eyes. I was born with black eyes. It's because we live in a womb for nine months of our life. And the lack of light and uh, really the lack of everything except a feeding tube into your stomach doesn't allow the pigment in your eyes to uh, take form until you know you actually start breathing oxygen so congratulations you're a fucking idiot it's the vaccine yeah exactly so um all righty uh i had one more little thing but we're gonna skip it bailey needs my help Uh, ah yes so i mean pretty good timing we're a little over an hour i think right around an hour somewhere like that it sounds like a great time to cut it off so this was a pretty good dumpster fire i do say so myself it was a high class dumpster on fire and not like a a low income dumpster, you know. 
Yeah, so, it's quaint. Very high, high class. Um, you know, check out the socials. TikTok, TJN Podcast, Facebook, TJN Podcast. Send us some emails. We'd love to do some viewer emails at tjnpodcast at gmail.com. That'd be great. You send them, we'll read them. Yeah, sounds good. Um, have a great time. Have a great holidays, everybody. And uh, I guess that's it. Yes. Bye-bye. And everything that Tyler just said, uh, ditto for me. And uh, when in doubt, pinky out. Pinky out. Later.